0: you're listening to state of the arts a show about the arts theater and creatives in and around the philippines located in the upcoming circuit performing arts theater in circuit makati makati's culture and entertainment district where something amazing is always on On each episode, we invite industry leaders, arts practitioners, and audience members to talk about current events that shape and further the arts in the country. My name is Christopher. Together, let's talk art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of State of the Arts. I hope you're well and staying safe with me today are the founders of one of the most in-demand architectural lighting design firms in the country this husband and wife duo leads a collaborative team of lighting designers architects interior designers electrical engineers graphic designers and design professionals recognized for the excellence of its portfolio and quality of client partnerships awarded and acknowledged locally and internationally for their excellence and innovation They continue to set the standards in the industry, making them the top choice for the Philippines' premier commercial, residential, public, and private addresses. Please join me in welcoming the dynamic principles behind CSLDI, Mr. Joe Gonzaga, and Ms. Christine Sikanka. Welcome to the show, Joe and Christine. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Thank you for
1: having us
0: over. Of course. How have you guys both been doing?
1: We're okay. we're
2: not in Manila. We're in an isolated
1: area.
2: <laughs> oh. We've been out of Manila for
1: quite
0: some time. I see. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I know you guys are busy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. I'm excited for our listeners to learn about you and your work. Uh, why don't we start by briefly letting them know how you got into the profession you're currently in? Who wants to go first?
1: Uh,
2: Christine, yeah
1: good <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I took up um, architectural lighting design. Um, I had a master's d- master's degree in architectural lighting design from Parsons School of Design in New York. And um, Joe, on the other hand, Joe B, on the other hand, has an electrical engineering um, background, which he I
2: took up in a. Uh... University of the Pacific and in Stockton California it's
1: basically where it started uh, we worked in I worked in um, two architectural lighting design firms in the US in New York and mm-hmm. then in the mid 90s we came back came back for for good um, although when we came back there was no architectural lighting design to speak of so we okay. Didn't, we did, um, we were still in design, but we did and manufactured um, lighting products made from indigenous materials. I see. Um, yeah.
2: And we exported those all over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and fantastic. We opened um, our office in Manila in 2006 uh, upon the request of several architects. Um, and that's how we started with architectural lighting design.
0: Oh, great. I was just gonna say, um, what is it about lighting design that interests you both?
2: Well, uh, uh, architectural
0: lighting design for us like
2: for personal reason, it, it creates uh, affects your mood. and mm-hmm. with lighting, we practice that uh, religiously even in our house. Even on our landscape, lighting is our life,
1: really. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, um, yeah.
0: It must not be fair to come visit your house. It's probably like one of the best lighted houses in the community.
1: <laughs>
0: um, could you let our listeners know, what is a typical day for design professionals such as yourselves?
1: Uh, a typical day? Like, okay, we start uh, the day with, um, I guess, prayers, and then after that, we do our exercise, especially now here um, during the, this lockdown. And then we work. After we exercise, we work we don't have breakfast (laughs) and then we work all through lunch and then lunch and then after we work again work means virtual so yeah um,
0: currently i Um, see yes Uh
1: and then in the afternoon we enjoy our garden (laughs) we 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 have um, a nice garden and we enjoy it so we we play with the plants We, we it's terrible it, them. It's and then, it, of
0: course, <laughs> lighting, lighting, lighting. So we get to adjust our lights every day if we have to. Nice, nice. Um, you both had mentioned earlier that uh, both your undergrad and postgraduate studies were done in the U.S. And, in fact, some of your first professional works were with companies and design firms in the U.S. as well. When you decided to be Philippine-based, what made you... Make that move and continue your passion while based in the Philippines.
1: I can go first. Um, family, family for okay. me comes first, and um, just the thought of not being with my near my mom and my dad, you know, um, it was something that I decided I should come home because for me, family is everything. Um, Julie? Yeah,
2: pretty much the same for me. It's family and yeah, that's the main reason why we're back. <laughs>
0: Why do you think, or do you guys feel that as um, already working and accomplished design professionals like yourselves, that the Philippines would be a perfect home base for somebody that does what you guys do, especially when you came home, knowing that there isn't really an architectural lighting firm that like what you guys have?
1: Oh yes, in the beginning, it was really, really hard it was really, really hard. Um, however, um, with breaks, especially coming from Ayala, the, first, the very first project that was um, big for us was Ayala, uh, came from Ayala, and it just snowballed. We got more and more projects, and eventually, other developers um, contacted us. And up until what we are now, I, we, grow, we owe a great deal to Ayala.
0: Oh, good! Uh, I'm sure they're gonna love hearing that when they <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> this is <so> true? <laughs>
1: um.
0: So you know the episode, the episode's topic is really architectural lighting design. So for the uninitiated, when we talk about this concept, what exactly are we talking about?
1: Architectural lighting design is both
0: um, art and
1: science. Um, yeah. And um, imagine a project uh, without light. I mean, no matter how um, expensive or beautiful the finishes are, without light, it cannot be brought um, out. Without the proper lighting. Without the proper lighting. Um, Mm -hmm. And light is really designed. Good lighting is really designed more than anything. It is designed. Otherwise, you won't get the, the, the good lighting that you're looking for.
0: I see. I was gonna say um, your website says that you design light, create an experience, and curate memorable moments. What makes an um, What makes an architectural light design good, and why is having a good one important? Um, for me, uh,
1: good lighting makes makes the people who are experiencing the space feel good about themselves. Sometimes they don't understand um, what is it and why is it that they feel good but they feel it. So it's more Mm. um, experiential, you could say. Right. And that's good lighting. Good lighting would also include um, no glare or minimal glare, you know. Um, Yes. That would be good lighting for me. It's not just uh, the the intensity. Well, that too, intensity too, um, but it's not just the brightness of a place. But it's the the balance, the balance between the intensity, the balance. It creates a mood. It creates an experience. Mm-hmm. So whatever the the mood or experience that's called for, that is what you design it for.
0: I see. I I think that's um that's probably why um. Oh, one of your design philosophies, consider light as being tactile, um, because um, light affects everything and it's important that you almost can feel it. Um, when, when you are doing a typical design for one of your projects, what, what are some of the challenges in the line of work that you guys do? Budget? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or <do> oh, budget. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really um when when the specifications are changed and because of um construction uh um, yeah, costs. But awesome. but that's a given. That's a given. Any project anywhere in the world will always consider cost. Um
2: yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah, are- yeah. It's mostly just if, uh for us a light is not just a light.
1: Yes, it's not just it's a, a light. It's not just a
2: light. Each light has a different character, you know. So the proper specification of the lights is
0: very, very For
1: important. Or the correct um project or the correct um, experience that we're creating is very important.
0: I see. So um taking away the always existing budget issue as a challenge when you are uh, designing for, say, a particular space, um, are, are part of those challenges location or country specific? Like, say, for example, uh, some of the work that you've done internationally, will your design be different for a location that experiences four seasons as, as opposed to a tropical country like the Philippines?
1: Actually, yes. The, um, yes. the culture... That plays a big role, a big part, um, especially here in the Philippines. I think um, most projects would uh, or gravitate more towards being bright. Uh, they are not as accepting as um, uh, other countries, or let's say in the US, where darkness and shadows are very important. They could accept it also, but um, we tend more towards. Um, Brighter. Brighter
0: environments, effective environments. So so a lot of it, too, that's very interesting is um, culture-driven. Well, when you um, say, for example, I am a client and I had approached you guys and I wanted you to work on a, a project of mine. Could you take us to a typical design process for this?
1: Well, we would have to ask a lot of questions. We have to talk to the client and know exactly where they're coming from, what they want to achieve, so that we can interpret whatever it is that they want. So as soon as we know their brief, uh, we get down and work on a concept, a concept which we um, present to them based on the brief that was given to us. And then from the concept, we get... um, inputs coming from the client, Uh, and then we proceed to the schematic design, where uh, we draw up the plans, we do the lighting layout, we do the specifications, we do the control intent, and then um, this goes out to the team where it is bidded, and then so we get costs, and then we value engineer if we have to. And then we go to the detailed design phase where we um, do the details, how it's installed, how is it going to be attached to a certain um, part of the architecture. And then from there, we get to evaluate all the fixtures um, because we usually have substitutions or alternatives for um, the products that we specify. And then this goes back to the client, where the client can choose and choose um, with information that is gathered by us. So um, they can, it's an informed decision from the client. And then from there, you know, construction um, proceeds. And then we take a look at our, uh, at the installed fixtures, our comments, and then do the punch list. And we have the project done.
0: Wow. Complex process. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not as simple as what most people think.
1: Um, no, it's not. And actually, uh, for good lighting, the nuances of lighting, it's where um, it makes a big difference. It's the simple, it's the small nuances that you heart, you don't even notice until you really see it, but you feel it.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, I was going to say uh, the small research I've done, it seemed to say that architectural lighting design focuses on three important aspects. Aesthetics, function, and efficiency. Is this accurate? That's accurate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. accurate.
0: Yeah. Is it important that all three are always present when designing and working on certain projects?
1: Oh, yes. I I, I mean, um, yes 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 you have to incorporate three and it it's even more than that you have to balance the construction um cost based on their budget and their construction schedule
0: okay also, i was the just
1: the two other
0: <laughs> right i was just gonna say and in, in, when you are designing how do you make sure that you are able to marry all components do you proportionally and evenly distribute or does one take preference than the others? Uh, how, how, how do you approach your design knowing that in addition to aesthetics, function and efficiency, you also have to deal with like budget and other stuff?
1: Well, for us, our design philosophy is really, you know, um, you really have to like listen to what the client um, is asking you. Yeah. To do. Okay. And then you um, recommend based on that, based on your experience. And then for us, it's really um, putting lights where it's actually needed. If it's not needed, then we don't need to put lights there. Um, yes, it's more that. And, um, and then, of course, um, highlighting the architectural features of um, building and environment there, but it's really putting light where it's needed. And if it's not needed, then it's not
0: there. I see. I see. I was going to say, is there a favorite work of yours, past or present, that you always talk about?
1: <laughs>
2: I I I Actually, we're really proud of our garden in the house. We've nice. lit it up uh, the way we want it to be because we're the clients ourselves.
1: <laughs> so... Um, that garden was really done yeah. because of this pandemic. We're locked down in our house right. with the garden, and you know it's like it's time for us. It was it gave us time to really um, um, play with all the fixtures that we have from the
2: different from
1: different ones. suppliers, and mm-hmm. just play with it um, here in our garden. And that one is we're we're happy with that. Um, the projects, we're all happy with them. Yeah, yeah, with
0: be. all of them. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a safe answer. <laughs> well, I was going to say you definitely should put up pictures of your garden so people can enjoy it and see
2: it. Uh, it's out okay. there. Well, we will.
0: <laughs> it is there. Soon. <laughs> nice. 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 Um, Speaking of like favorite works and being proud of all of your works, is there a signature design or look for CSLDI? Meaning, like when one sees a particular building or space, they can automatically say, "Oh, that's a CSLDI work."
2: Actually, uh, none really, because we we have various kinds of work. In reality, it's not only like a mall, a house, or we even do a highway highway. so we're very widespread in what we're doing
1: and and not only that each and every project calls for they have their own um, needs yes. they have their own yes. uh, look so even if it's one mall if we do like several malls um, each mall would be different because the client would also to a certain degree dictate what um, look they want whether it's high-end low-end or mid-range it's, it's difference and
0: it matters. I see. Do you say uh can you say rather that um, your firm uh, has a this uh, has a distinct advantage because the principles are have the advantage of um, the expertise in engineering and the other ones the expertise in design and this is uh o- always <laughs> present when people are talking to you guys.
1: Uh. Yes, actually, this has helped us. Um, um, I do, I do, Joe. well, both of us really do the design and then the technical expertise of Jovi in terms of um, him being an electrical engineer is really a great help. Um, being a husband and wife team in the construction um, industry, it's very important, no matter what. We're still in the Philippines. Um, the male counterpart. Um, in the construction industry, is still a big, um, a big part. Big. Uh, We're dominant. Yeah, you know. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that that having having the art and the science, um, like I said, lighting is also art and science. So mm-hmm. that's a big advantage.
0: That's great. Um, shifting our conversation now on uh, light. Uh, literally and figuratively, in um, in using the fine balance between natural and electrical lights, how do you how do you try and take advantage of what this two can offer?
1: For me, natural light is the best lighting there is, and um, if it can be controlled, if it is controlled um, correctly as it enters the building, um, it creates the most beautiful. Beautiful um, uh, space. So, um, natural light in the morning or when it is available um, should be used in conjunction with um, electric light. Electric light and natural light can be balanced so that, as- especially during um, sunset, when you get to when when the sun sets and then you know electric lights um, come on, this can be um, dimmed and controlled in such a beautiful manner that you don't even feel it, but uh, you don't even see it, but you feel it. And then before you know it, it's already on. Your electric lights are on, and it's already set.
0: Mm. So so when uh, Christine, when you talk about uh, natural light, is best when you are able to control it. In in a uh, when you're trying to visualize it, uh, how 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 is one able to control that?
1: You can control it using fenestrations. There's a lot of um, ways to control natural light, daylight. Let's say in a building or the facade of a building, there are um, there are um, how do you say that but facade attachments or. Mm. Yeah. They called fenestrations. That you sometimes it can move, but I don't think we have it here yet. And it is a little bit more expensive, but it can move so that when as the day, um, you know, as the sun goes up and it goes down, it goes with 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 that, and so you get to control light.
2: And, and, oh. and that those can be calculated using the proper software. You know, you can uh, you will predict uh, how much sunlight is coming. To the building or the house by doing mm. the lighting calculations, that's all possible right now. And the,
1: even just the yeah. regular shades, um, mm. you know, regular shades that go up and down—that's another way of controlling light. And, that's true. Yes, yeah, and and sunlight filtering filtering through a uh, shade has very nice
0: properties
1: that can illuminate a room um, softly.
0: So, so so i guess the the it's not it's not just a matter of saying natural and electrical lights are all dependent on where your venue is so it's not as simple as like oh if, if it's an outdoor venue it's automatically natural lighting that dominates and if it's indoor it's automatically electrical it's it's that's way too much of a simplification of a very complex process yeah. correct yeah yeah correct yeah. right. I see. I see. This is very interesting. I'm learning a lot here. (laughs) Um, I was also going to say that your works have ranged from the grandiose and extravagant, as evident by the gigantic and beautiful Okada Hotel, or they are very sophisticated, like your works for the many hotels in the area, like Manila Hotel or SEDA, or they're high-end, like the ones that you do for Rockwell or Ayala Premier Properties. I can also say that they're complementary and engaging, like your works for the Mind Museum or Calming, as you see in the Ayala Triangle Gardens. And now you're working on the upcoming Samsung Performing Arts Theater in Circuit Makati. What is the overall vision for this brand-new cultural facility?
1: Well, um, the idea was really to light it up as a, as, a, as a lantern where it would draw people in and then awaken their curiosity and make them want to find out and explore more um, what the performing arts theater is all about. So um, the way we did that was we lighted the, the core walls from the ground floor up all the way to the top.
0: And um in the hopes that they would draw people in. Nice. I can't wait. Um a, a big part of that building too is that fifth level facade where uh they have that uh floor to ceiling window that overlooks the Makati skyline, wherein um it, it opens up to the grand um lobby or grand hall. Um how did you approach sort of trying to make sure that the space is um, sophisticated, but at the same time welcoming and not so isolating?
1: Ah, okay. So um, there in that lobby, there is actually um, above that lobby is um it's a ceiling with um, drop lights, um, right? Crystal lights. So. That is, um, that fixture was uh, coordinated and worked with uh, the ID, which is um, Mario And okay. um, the idea is um, to draw people in and have green ceilings. So we only have the, the crystal lights.
2: Yeah, And the walls are being washed with light. So, that if you come across the the performing arts theater, you will see the inside, and people will be when they move, they look like they're in silhouette. They're yeah.
1: like in silhouette, and they become nice. part of the performance space, even just outside. You so can see them moving. The guests will be the performers, here. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. the idea behind the, the lighting for. The yeah. performing, lights. and all of
2: those are dimmable, so those can all be adjusted to the desired level. Oh, which right? we
1: probably have scenes we have
0: Nice. What about the um, constellation lights? What, what what is the idea behind those that you see in some of the other main lobbies of the building?
2: Okay, the constellation lights. Uh, the the concept. Uh, in, originally was to have more of those, uh, but we have to balance the cost, so we okay. do that with uh, the quantity that we have right now, and with a little bit of a bigger light picture, but it's still small. Uh, There were supposed folks, I can't remember the, the details on the quantity, it would be the thousands, I think, of lights, but now we are about a half right now, but it's still, it's, The concept really came uh, collaborated with uh, the IED with Al Mario,
0: Mm -hmm. so it's a collaboration with everybody. That's nice. I was going to segue. How do you get the public to appreciate architectural lighting design in a facility that automatically people know showcases theatrical lighting design?
1: I don't know, but um, architectural lighting design uh, should not be loud. Uh, it should be felt more than announce itself. So we don't really compete, um, but rather um, complement the theatrical lighting.
0: Nice. Uh, are there in addition to the constellation lights, the one that we talked about, the drops, chandeliers in the lobby, are there other special features that one should look out for once they see the new performing arts facility? It's, uh, uh, actually, uh,
2: when you go in the, the auditorium, the, the walls will have crevices uh, that will be lighted up. So those, those will look really neat. Uh, And uh, the downlights that were placed there, they were arranged in such a way that it follows the pattern of the sun rays uh, emanating from the center of the stage. So, with the
1: stage being on center, and then it was located in a way or installed in such a way that it limits the minimizes the glare. So when you're sitting down in the auditorium. your view—you don't view the lights unless you look back. But you—you you don't view the lights. But you—you you don't see the light source. But you just see the light.
0: Oh wow! What about the uh, the floating ceiling? Is—is is that yours as well? The floating ceiling, yeah.
2: There's there are some lights there, uh, but those will be most probably those will be turned on uh, when there's no show. Uh, right. Yet, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, we have eliminated those uh, as per collaboration also with uh,
0: ID
2: and Ayala
0: and uh, MDC. Nice, so exciting. So I guess um, in general, when one sees your work, what do you want people or what do you want the public to take away or remember?
1: I guess um, I would want the public to... Feel the light more than really see the light. I don't know. It's more like an experience. I would want them to to, to feel good, and um,
2: especially this will be the one of the biggest after CCP in a long, long time.
1: Uh-huh. So when, when they're in the space, they I want them to feel happy. I want them to feel excited that they're about to go and watch this performance. Yes.
0: Nice. Uh, That's exciting. I cannot wait to see the actual finished product, and I'm sure uh, our listeners as well are are as excited as I am. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about the current pandemic we're in. How much of these has affected the industry that you know of? The construction industry? Well, the industry that you guys are in. Yeah, how much of these has affected your industry that you know of? Yeah,
2: we were, everybody's affected, I believe. Uh, well, we're all affected with this. Uh, but for CSLDI, we're still pretty busy. Uh, Luckily, we're still mm-hmm. very busy up to now. Um, but, but compared to the, before the pandemic, it's really affected everybody.
1: Yes, I guess in a good way, too. In a good way, um because then we got we get to have more time for other stuff uh, like playing with a garden which we've never done before and that's quite right. um, enjoyable
0: well, do you have anything to say maybe to fellow artists or fellow industry professionals who might still be feeling lost during this time how how do they how how can one approach um something as traumatic as this current pandemic and still have some sort of optimism and positively looking into the future?
1: I guess never to give up hope and just um, um, hang in there, hang in there as best you can um, with prayers, (laughs) prayers help, Um, but hang in there, not to give up hope. this still will
0: pass. That's a good way of putting it. Well, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. I I'm learning so much. And um I wanted to say before I let you go, I just have one last question. What are you looking forward to the most once a sense of normalcy is back?
1: Go back to Manila? <laughs> 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 Yeah. Well, actually,
2: I think uh, when that normalcy for for me, uh, that when that normalcy comes back, we'll be working differently. Uh, uh-huh. Like everyone, this, everyone will be working differently. Like for this online or virtual meetings, so will be it will be
1: a normal a normal. I think.
2: Normal. Uh, and in reality, it's even more productive for us. It's really productive right now for us because we get to cover more because it's online or virtual as compared to being there face to face. I, I
1: mean. guess what I really miss is um, you know interaction with people, um, yeah. especially like even just playing playing like hugging or kissing people, um, your parents, your family, your friends. Um, that's what I miss the most.
0: Right. Well, you guys, have, I think that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me, letting us have a short glimpse of your everyday artistic life. It's been great, and I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you. For our listeners who are interested in asking some follow-up questions, please leave them in the comment section. We'll try to send this to Joe and Christine and get back to you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Christine. I can't Thank wait to you. see your work at the Performing Arts uh-huh. Theater worlds too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite channels. State of the Arts is a weekly podcast and is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also on Facebook and Twitter with the handle at StateoftheArtsPH. Share with your friends, family, and fellow arts aficionados and help us get the word out. For the latest news, including construction timeline and updates on Circuit Performing Arts Theatre, Follow our sponsor, Affiliate Facebook and Instagram pages, Circuit Makati and Make It Makati. Thank you for joining me today. Till next time.